the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Nick D Podcast, and I am your host, Nick DeGilio. We are with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, radiomisfits.com for this and many, many other amazing, entertaining, and awesome podcasts. Check us out and rate and review us on every platform. Please, we want to get your feedback. We want to know what you think. We want to get your suggestions and questions 24-7, any time of the day or night of the week, anytime. Voicemail us, 773-417-6948, and you can send us an email anytime you want, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. It is episode number 78. It is a Tuesday. That means my dad's going to stop by and tell a joke. Esmeralda Leon is going to join me. We're going to talk about more scary stuff, because you know it's that time of year. Uh, uh, the wind beneath my wings. That's right. Count Farchula is here. we got some spooky stuff to talk about. We are going to do a big pumpkin spice taste test coming up. Dan Feinberg is going to join us right after I say congratulations to you. Uh, he is with the fine print. He, he talks about uh, television. We're going to get all kinds of TV stuff. Back to our regular schedule. We were interrupted by holidays and mix-ups and schedules and stuff. But we're back to the every other week visit to Dan Feinberg talking TV. That's coming up immediately. We have a big, big announcement that we've made, and we hope you can make it. Zanies in Rosemont on Tuesday, November 15th. This podcast, the Nick D Podcast, live on stage with you in the audience. Esmeralda and me will be there entertaining you, having some fun. We got prizes, surprise guests. It's going to be a blast. We want to pack the place. So everybody who hears my voice right now, every single person, I expect you to show up and pack the place on Tuesday night at 7.30, November 15th at Zany's in Rosemont. Really easy to get to. Restaurants all over the place. Fantastic place. The box office number right now. Get your tickets, 847-813-0484. The website is rosemont.zanies.com. Let's make it official with a little commercial that we've put together for the Zanies in Rosemont uh, Nick D live, pa- live podcast event on Tuesday, November 15th. Hey, everybody gonna tell you what's going on November 15th. That's a Tuesday up at Rosemont talking about Zanies. We gonna put on a live show. So I suggest you do some clicking. Get on the website and buy some tickets. I heard his dad's gonna close the show. Yeah. Get yourself some sexy-ass tickets. Seriously, we so want to pack the place. It's going to be so, so much fun. Surprise guests. We're giving away really cool prizes, and it's going to be great. Esmeralda and I live there. We want to say hi to you. You'll be a part of the recording. 
It's going to be awesome. So Tuesday, November 15th, 7.30 start. Zanies in Rosemont, the Nick D podcast live. 847-813-0484 is the box office. Rosemont.zanies.com is the website. Get your tickets now. We'll see you on November 15th. All right, Dan Feinberg likes to talk about TV. And speaking of TV. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. But let's say hi to uh, the one, the only, uh, Dan Feinberg, uh, right after I say congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff. Somewhere else, Dan Feinberg. Yes, that somewhere else is L.A. Dan Feinberg is our uh, one of our favorite regular uh, contributors and guests on the Nick D Podcast. TV writer, critic for The Hollywood Reporter, and of course, The Fine Print. That's F-I-E-N. You can check out thefineprint.com. And uh, joins us every other week, and it's Dan Feinberg. Dan, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good. Happy New Year, my friend. Yes, thank you. Uh, Shana tova to those who observe. There you go. All right. Well, well, now we, we you know we've had a couple of weeks where our schedules were a little bit mixed up. Now I think we're back to the every other week schedule for a little while. Sounds sounds like you're attempting to jinx us, but let's cross <laughs> our fingers and hope that's the case. All right. Well, uh, welcome back. Dan Feinberg writes for The Hollywood Reporter. He's a TV guy, also The Fine Print, as I mentioned before, uh, and joins us to talk TV. Always a lot of stuff to talk about, Dan. Um, can we start um, with, um, I, you probably have seen the latest episode, but can we start with the last episode of <laughs> Atlanta um, that aired? Um, I I have not seen this week's episode yet, so okay. I, I mean I've seen I've seen last week's episode, which is the one you want to talk about. So I am not ahead of you, is what I am saying. Okay, all right. Um, I <laughs> so has anyone uh, has Tyler Perry said anything? Um, I, I have about? not. I have not. I have not seen any comments from Tyler Perry or the Tyler Perry Empire. And I mean, look, if you're Tyler Perry, you've spent enough years raking in money hand over fist and right. having people insult you for various things. So I assume he's he's a grown-up about this, but maybe somewhere he's being disconcerted by exactly how eviscerated he got on last week's episode. I, I was kind of... Uh, it's one of my favorite episodes uh, ever. Um, and uh, it was... I just... I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love the fact that after a few weeks of being Zazie Beats light, it was all focused on her, um, which always makes me happy. Um, and again, uh, Donald Glover in weird, you know, makeup uh, underneath latex makeup. Oh no, playing. no, hey, you you don't know that a hundred percent. Oh, sure. oh you, okay. you just assume that because Kirkwood uh, chocolate looks a lot like Donald Glover, right. sounds right. a lot like Donald Glover, and <laughs> right. very okay. likely is Donald Glover. <laughs> means that it's Donald Glover, uh, right, whereas right. a little bit like 
you don't know for sure who played Teddy Perkins. It's right. a mystery. Because, so, you know, yes. maybe, maybe you know, at the next Emmy, someone's going to come dressed up like Kirkwood Chocolate, and we don't know, and it won't, you know, like Teddy Perkins showed up at the Emmys that one year, and it clearly wasn't Donald Glover. So Definitely maybe, not. So, um, I, I can't explain to you how much I love the episode. I thought it was brilliant and funny, and, um, and you know, for, for, for a show to be called Atlanta to take on Tyler Perry in the way that it did, I thought was pretty ballsy. Um, and I, I absolutely loved it. I can't tell you how hard I laughed during it and, and how many just burst out laughing moments there were for me in that episode. Uh, I just thought it was great. No, it is a it is a great episode, and uh, I, I think it's sort of the other way. Or it, it can go either way. It's either for a show called Atlanta to take <laughs> on the Tyler Perry Empire is yeah. kind of ballsy, or alternatively for a show called Atlanta to have made it four years, and if the show had ended and they hadn't taken on Tyler Perry, then right. you might have thought that that was a little wishy-washy of them. I'm... Look, obviously, this was the thing that people wanted to do, and uh, definitely it was an episode that was a lot of fun, just if you happen to be a fan of television, because I thought it was a great behind-the-scenes episode full of fantastic scathing details left and right. But also, if you happen to be invested (laughs) in any of the shows in the Tyler Perry empire, I don't necessarily know how many people in your audience are, but (laughs) there are many of them and they are very, very successful. And again, the guy has made billions of dollars and, and yeah, there were, there were bones that they had to pick. And also, as you say, any episode that is Zazie beats heavy is a a good episode. Um, I loved the finale of, of last season, which was all Zazie beats and you know, she's great. And it sort of exposes not necessarily how much the show underutilizes her, but basically how busy she's been and therefore how much the show has underutilized her, I guess. So yeah. 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 When she, yeah. when she gets, when she gets to go, she goes hard and yeah. this I mean, was hilarious. Stuff. God, and the whole, like uh, the grits thing and the, you know, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Jesus. I mean, so many. And just, I, you know, I was, I was, it was great. I was kind of hoping that, they never would show uh, Kirkwood Chocolate, and he would just be the speaker. He would just be the monitor. <laughs> For some reason, I kind of loved that. But then it, when it turned out to be what it was, when they when he, <laughs> go into his den and the whole the piano and the whole... I mean, I just... Everything about it was just so brilliant. But for a long time, I kind of liked the idea that it was just this faceless voice in this speaker, which I just thought was creepy and funny. I would have been fine if that's the direction they wanted to go, but obviously they had more specific things that yes, they wanted they to get at, and and they had a latex budget that someone needed to make sure that they tapped into. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And so they did. Right. Um, but no, I, I, you know, full of full of great little moments. Uh, my my favorite was probably the production assistant who was directing two pilots and starring in <laughs> yeah. one at the same time and couldn't be bothered to look after the seven year old girl who was right. wandering from uh, from the tiny Liston stage to the right. the tiny Lister stage yeah. to the, the John, John Witherspoon stage. Yeah. <laughs> And then to the, I don't remember, was it Mario Van Peebles or Melvin Van Peebles? Melvin Van Peebles, stage? I think, yeah. Melvin okay. Van Peebles, yeah, yeah. It would make more sense because he's the yeah. one who has passed on uh, right. as opposed to Mario. Right. But right. yeah, no, there there were there was a lot of, of very, very specifically scathing stuff. The crack, the crack sandwich was uh, rather brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
jokes <laughs> jokes about winning BET and NAACP Image Awards are right. generally funny, etc. Right. Yeah, God, it was a great episode, just great. Uh, you know, and again, uh, one of the best shows uh, ever. I I love Atlanta, and um, it just confirmed everything that I love about that show. Um, all in that just in that one forty some minute uh, episode. I just thought it was great. Really great. was it was it actually that long? I didn't pay but any attention to whether it was it was pa- it was long normal episode. It was longer than a half an hour. I know that, but it was okay. But but uh, but yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, and again, I mean, they're close. How many more episodes are left? There are five episodes left. Oh, I think. I believe we are man. at the halfway point in the oh, season. That just man, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, it was brilliant, and I, I had to get your thoughts on it on uh, on the, the last episode of Atlanta. It was just fantastic. Um, I was quite. I was quite sure we were going to talk about that. Yeah. I just now. Now I'm curious to see what other directions we're going to go because, as you say, lots and lots of. TV. Yeah. Well, where do you want to go? I mean, I, listen. Let's. Well, you you reviewed. Alaska Daily, and it was a show that I was looking forward to because I really uh, I like Tom McCarthy's work, uh, both as an actor um, and as a as a as a director, um, and I'm interested in that. And I think you know Hillary Swank is great, and I was very interested in it. And I watched the first episode, and I would just like to say that um, you and I sometimes are in one thousand percent agreement. This is one of those times. <laughs> Uh, I was I was briefly curious if you were going to come out as the biggest Alaska Daily oh, no. fan going. That no, was no, going to no. be a real surprise. No, so. I, I, there are things that there, you know, like in, in, I agree with your review one hundred percent. There are things about it that I like, and then other, but overall, I was like, this is a miss. So like, tell everybody about Alaska Daily. You wrote a review for the Hollywood Reporter as well. Indeed. So Alaska Daily is uh, a Thursday night ABC drama, and you know by the standards of broadcast dramas in 2022 it probably is one of the more ambitious broadcast dramas you're gonna see this fall which is saying absolutely nothing when the alternative is monarch or so help me todd or other various and by the way i'm very very i haven't watched that yet so help me todd i I don't know if i should say even use the word yet but i like the cast i like the cast so much i love the two leads so much and marcia gay harden by the way um have have you seen Confess Fletch? I have not yet. It's it's sort She's, of on my eternal list to get to. It's tremendous. It's great. And and she is phenomenal in it. It's like the best thing she's done in many, many, many years. And I was kind of hoping, you know, that this would be piggybacked on top of that. But we, that's, a, that's a different. I'm sorry. I've completely derailed the conversation about Alaska Daily by bringing up So Help Me Todd. There, there, are, lo- there are lots of things to talk about. And look, what, all I will say about So Help Me Todd is that it's not painful it's it's just absolutely nothing it is it is a totally negligible meaningless show if if however you find yourself in the next week or two with i don't know you having just done a lot of loads of laundry and (laughs) needing something that's on in the background that you really 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 don't want to pay attention to you can still probably find something better to watch but (laughs) it'll fulfill that need okay Uh, you know it's like there are better laundry folding shows out there okay uh but yes so okay alaska daily uh, it's probably a better laundry folding show but the problem with it is that it kind of had these two avenues that it could have gone it could have either gone the direction of being a good prestige show or a i don't know somewhat fun somewhat lighter broadcast show and instead it's neither and it's a mess so for the people who don't know it is as i said it's abc thursday nights it is from todd uh, tom mccarthy who of course is the auteur behind the cobbler uh and um 
Yeah, the cobbler, and also <laughs> co-starred in the and also co-starred in the fifth season of The Wire. Yes, he did. So other things yeah. as well, but well, anyway. yeah, I mean, you know, the big the, it won best spotlight, won best picture. So I mean, which you know, I always find I, strange, <laughs> except that if memory serves, the thing that was going to win best picture if it didn't was the revenant and i really didn't like the revenant well so. i mean that year it should have been fury road i don't won't even discuss yes. it I yes mean. <laughs> that is that is absolutely that is yeah. accurate and i yeah. and i completely agree with you yeah on that. So. so so the premise is that hillary swank plays a a journalist at a hard-hitting online news outlet uh it since it's based on a story that ran on propublica that's kind of what it's based on. She runs a story about a general who is being put up as defense secretary. The story goes pear-shaped, and suddenly she finds herself basically unable to find employment. Uh, a former boss, played by Jeff Perry, is working at the Daily Alaskan in Anchorage. He summons her up to work at the paper. She's initially reticent, but he woos her with a story about missing indigenous women, which of course is a, a very, very serious, actual, real problem. Right. So she goes up and she begins to investigate. And in the process, she teaches a bunch of podunk small city journalists how to do journalism and similarly, learns important lessons about herself and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a really, really clumsy pilot. It's uh, the, the part where she goes on a rant about how the woke wussies at her paper uh, got her canceled is yeah. some of the worst dialogue uh, I've heard in a pilot in a long, long time. And again, Tom McCarthy is an Oscar-winning screenwriter, um, and so it's a little bit bizarre that anyone thought this was acceptable uh hillary swank is not bad it's i don't think it's her fault and also a lot of the dialogue like the aforementioned whining about woke wussies and getting canceled and all of that i don't think any human being on earth regardless you know meryl streep could not have made that dialogue right any less excruciating right, uh, right. but the problem is that you you just you have this very real very serious thing that the show wants to address at the same time it has to be condescending to every single journalist who's actually already there they don't know anything about actual journalism actual protocol they're kind of doing small town journalism and she has to come show them how to do big city journalism while also learning to be a better person or or something it's all it's a lot of cliches whereas and and you haven't even gotten to the second episode which begins with her going out for a run and encountering a moose uh which is sort of a reminder that there's kind of the that somewhere yeah. out there there's the northern exposure yeah. version of this show of course yeah and, and that's what it, that's what it yeah. kind of reminded me of. It was like, it, are, are we are we going to try and be quirky? When they started to introduce her coworkers at the uh, Alaskan Daily, I was like, oh, okay. So it's like this this is this is stereotype number one. This is stereotype number two. And they all sort of have, you know, like uh, sort of very commercial, you know, broadcast television wacky moments. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah. and and what you say in the in your review about it trying to be this combination of you know streaming or cable drama and your your uh, a you know a joke of every 10 minute beat you know broadcast drama comedy mesh together that's exactly what it feels like and i wish it didn't need to i and i don't know what the alternative was like obviously tom mccarthy didn't want to just make northern exposure in alaska that's that's not really what his brand is but then i kind of wonder if at some point the show that he brought into them was 
really and truly a much more harder hitting, much more serialized show. And then they said, we can't do this on broadcast television. Right. Give us a show that's half and half. And this is kind of what we ended up with. I, yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, I mean, while I was watching it, and I, one of my favorite movies ever in the history of all movies is Ace in the Hole. Um, and it is one of my favorite movies ever. It's my favorite Billy Wilder movie. It's my favorite Kirk Douglas performance. And I just kept going, man, if only she found a dude who was stuck in a hole somewhere. <laughs> um, and, and it became that. Like, I would so much rather see <laughs> Hilary Swank play this dark sort of, you know, asshole character who is very condescending. I'm from the big city. You're a jerk. I'm going to find the big story. And make a make a make like a TV series out of Ace in the Hole. I would have found it much more interesting and much more compelling than. Oh, what they did. God, yes, and 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 that that sort of is is sort of the proof that it's not that the problem with this is that she's unlikable, and she is. She's an extremely yeah. unlikable character. It's it's how badly written and unlikable she is. Right. And right. If, if you want to make her be insufferable, and clearly they do, that's totally fine. And, and I'm even okay with her learning valuable life lessons as she goes along. It's just the, the need to fit into that kind of a cliche-driven story structure while simultaneously dealing with what is an actual, genuine problem that could be explored seriously in a serious drama that this only half wants to be. It's... Uh, it's it's too bad. It's a lot of a lot of talent and uh, very little return, unfortunately. How many have you seen? I've only seen two, and I think I've done two, which is two, which is fewer than I've seen of So Help Me Todd. I've seen three episodes of So Help Me Todd. So mm. you know, I'm I'm convinced So Help Me Todd. There's zero chance it's going to get better. Whereas there's maybe a five percent chance that the better version of Alaska Daily could materialize. I just don't know that I have the yeah. time to wait it out. I gotcha. I was I was very disappointed in it. I really was. I was looking forward to it because of all the talent involved, like I said, and I just I agree with you a hundred percent on what you said. And I'm it's, very disappointed too. So. It's just been so long since well, I mean it's it's been only been probably two or three years, but it's there was that one year that the broadcast slate included evil. It included Stumptown with Kobe Smulders, and it included Emergence with uh, Allison Tolman. Those were three really solid broadcast dramas, of which one was canceled outright, one was renewed and then quickly canceled when they couldn't find the creative. That was Stumptown. And then Evil, of course, moved over to Paramount Plus, where... You know, it continues to be one of the better shows on TV, and yeah. we don't need to worry about its ratings because who even knows? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, it, it's uh, it would be interesting to see. Do do we know? Has any? Or, I mean, again, you know, it's it's so weird to like try and figure out what the numbers are. Has does anyone know if anybody's watching? Um, it's Alaskan it's too early, it's too early to tell, and it's you know, like at this point, the only network that's really enthusiastic about live ratings still is cbs and so cbs is like well all of our shows are doing just fine because this is how our people watch our shows whereas abc a large percentage of the audience ultimately for that show if it's a success is going to end up watching it on hulu anyway so i I don't know that we'll know for a while if it's if it's doing anything okay that's too bad though lots of talent involved i was disappointed by it i i I I don't even think I'm going to watch the second episode, Dan. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm going but, to. But she runs into a moose. All right. Then maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she discovers a guy trapped in a cave uh, and, you know, 
and decides to milk that for all it's worth. I don't think that's going to happen. Not in not in the first two episodes, <laughs> okay. but but episode three is is called the man in the cave. So you never know. <laughs> Get out of here. This is fantastic. this is me. This is me trying to lure you into watching additional <laughs> yeah. episodes of Alaska Daily that right. I'm not going to watch. By so. the way, Billy Wilder came back from the grave to direct episode three, so maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Oh, All right. God, if, if we could get a little Billy Wilder directing episodic television, oh man, the what world a world be to a, live in. What, yeah, it's exactly. The world would be a much better place. Um, okay, it is, uh, you know, it is uh, October, and we like scary stuff. At least I do. I love horror movies. I love all kinds of horror stuff. Um, and I do want to talk about a little bit specifically about one that you reviewed, a horror-related thing. It's also a Marvel thing. But can I, can I ask, do you watch my favorite streaming service, which is Shudder? Do you watch Shudder? I do not. And, and the people who, like, the people who like Shudder are, are proselytizers. They're, they're like a cult. So yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt. Are you, so, so you're happy Huge. with the Shudder? People seem to Huge. love it. Huge. Uh, it's my fa- it is my favorite streaming service, without, without question. But, I, I mean, also, I, uh, Dan, I, you, you probably know this about me. I'm a massive horror fan. Like, Indeed. it's my favorite, it's my favorite genre of all time. Um, and I love what Shudder does. I love their original programming. I love their original movies. Um, I love the stuff that they pick up elsewhere and make Shudder productions. Um, and, I, and I love their, um, and I love their, the original actual programming themselves. I, I think Shudder... Shutter might be my favorite, uh, my favorite streaming service. Um, but again, again, I'm a huge horror fan. So. No, I, and I, I think I would. I, well, I'm fairly certain I would love what it has to offer. Uh, it's what I need is for there to be significantly more consolidation in the marketplace, and I need for I need for Shutter, AMC Plus, and a few other things to all be available to me for six bucks a month. The minute yeah. someone does that, yeah. that is what I am ready for. I believe there's bundling that's possible, but I, I need I need a bigger bundle for less money for a couple yeah. of those services. Well, they're reg- the, the regular stuff that they do, the series, the Shutter exclusive series are really good. They've got you know the, the documentary series that I guess was once the Eli Roth thing on AMC. Uh, the Eli Roth uh, presents the history of horror. Well, now they've shifted that over to Shudder, and it's called the 100 Scariest Movie Moments huh. of All Time. And that documentary series that they've been showing you know, uh, uh, throughout the month has been fantastic. Um, and, the, and like I said, the original Shudder movies, like they've got uh, you know, Dario Argento's uh, film, his latest movie, Italian horror maestro Dario Argento's latest movie, is called Dark Glasses. It premieres... Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday on Shutter, and that's exclusive. Uh, and that's a big name. Dario Argento is a god in the in the horror world, and uh, and they've been doing that lately. They've been, you know, like the Music Box here uh, in town, a movie theater that I that I know everybody at. Um, they've been getting premiering movies in 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 on the big screen in their theater that were that are presented by Shutter uh, Shutter Productions, and I just think over the course of the past like three four years, they've really been doing extraordinarily interesting and fun work. I love what they do. It's it's odd to me that there aren't more services that are as clearly curated and focused as Shutter, and I, I think that's probably a good marketplace and a good way of doing business. And I, I'm surprised we don't see more of that, as opposed to a lot of services yeah. that are kind of just trying to be everything to everybody. I, I like yeah. the idea of a of a show of a network or service that really does focus on this group, but we're going to give them everything they want. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing that. And, and how they got me was last year, Dan, how they got me was they were the only 
uh, service anywhere. They were the only place anywhere where you could see George Romero's lost film, The Amusement Park. And, I, and that was enough for me to sign up. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I'll do a free month just because I, have, I can't not see George Romero's lost movie. And I, I thought the movie was great, and I w- really enjoyed the service, and I kept it, and it just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better. And it's the most improved uh, streaming, st- streaming service that I have. There's no question about it. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, and it's all because of George Romero. That's why they got That's how they got me. They got me because of Romero. That's how they got me. So, anyway. Um, all right. Disney Plus uh, is obviously the home to all the Marvel series. There's 800 of them. But the latest one, is this in black and white? Am I Because I've not seen it. It is, it is largely in black and white. There are little bursts of color. Okay. But. Well, it's Werewolf by Night. I'm not, I don't know comic books from anything. Uh, it's, it's, I, I assume it's based on a comic book. It's a Marvel thing. But it's called Werewolf by Night. That intrigues me, the title alone. And also, I hear pretty good things about it. Indeed. Uh, Werewolf by Night is based on uh, a, an ongoing Marvel comic that has been running sporadically since the early 70s. Uh, and the premise is basically, it's, it focuses on a, a guy who is simultaneously a monster hunter, mm-hmm. but also first uh-huh. that he is a werewolf. He's a werewolf, okay. Uh, indeed. And so the special... Is it's a two-minute special, sort of. A, it's not a lot like it in terms of topicality, but in terms of the use of time and resources, it's a little bit like the Muppet Haunted Mansion special that <laughs> uh, Disney Plus aired last year. Okay, so, all right. You know, it's just it's just saying here's a resource we have, and we could either turn it into an ongoing series, or maybe we could turn it into a movie. But here here's fifty minutes ish of a special. See if you like it. And I I feel as if the response last weekend was sufficient that uh, they should be trying to figure out what to do with it. The premise is basically a veteran monster hunter has died and his legacy is the family gemstone uh the bloodstone which provides certain uh, special powers to whoever owns it it provides longevity extra strength etc and so the widow of the of the legendary monster hunter uh played by harriet sanson harris uh yeah. who people will recognize from many things uh, yep. she is a a tony winning actor and a frequent character actress in many, many things. Uh, she summons together all of the great monster hunters of the world, uh, including the disaffected daughter of the monster hunter, who's played by Laura Donnelly, who a few people might know from HBO's The Nevers, uh, and also Gael Garcia Bernal, who plays Jack Russell. See, it's it's a, it's a good joke. Um, <laughs> and so, and basically the deal is they're going to release a fearsome monster. The bloodstone is going to be attached to the monster. Whoever catches the monster gets the gemstone, gets the bloodstone. Huzzah. And so it's, that's all the plot is. They, they let the monster out and the monster hunters go after the monster and that's what it is. It is shot in black and white. It's very much of the aesthetic tone of the, the Universal Monster movies, I would say, would be probably the most obvious comparison. It's the, there are little pretty clear nods to James Whale and to other various folks in that world. 
It was directed by Michael Giacchino, who people mm. will know mm-hmm. much more as a uh, award-winning composer of all things J.J. Abrams and Marvel, etc. And this is his first live-action piece of directing, and it's it's solid. Like what it to, to me, what it is more than anything really is a, a proof of concept. It's a here's how this operates within the Marvel world. Here's how it could function on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, this this exists. And now, is it is it everything I think it should be or could be? I, I don't think so. It's again, it's only fifty two minutes. It's very very thin of narrative, and it just kind of goes. And yeah. that's probably the best thing about it. It's you know it's off to the races, and that's what it is. Uh, but it's 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 fertile ground, and I basically to me, I don't know why if you had Gael Garcia Bernal under contract to play a Marvel hero who becomes a werewolf i don't know why you wouldn't attempt to do anything possible to have him do as much of that as humanly possible so i hope they i hope they will but again it's it's not great it is good and it's only 52 minutes okay Uh, well continuing i guess we got to let's continue with a halloween theme thing here then um uh interview with a vampire is now uh a series on uh, amc i happen to be a ridiculous fan of the Anne Rice books um and um and I also a massive fan except for the last five minutes of the Neil Jordan um (laughs) interview with the vampire movie um and I love that movie I absolutely love it except again except for the last five minutes which pissed me off beyond no uh compare um and I watched the I watched the first episode of of um of interview with the vampire um, and I liked it. I, I, I actually really liked it. Where, 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 and, uh, where do you stand on Interview with the Vampire now? I think, it's, I think it's good. And I think it's good because it has a, an approach to the material that is respectful of certain aspects of it without being hung up on needing to be everything the books were. I, you know, Anne Rice wrote the movie. So for better or for worse, that movie is I, what Anne Rice yeah. wanted in adapting those books did she did she write the last five minutes really did somebody else come in <laughs> i'm sorry I, but i just okay i i hate the last five minutes of that movie so much i remember i saw it with my ex-wife and and when we walked out i was so angry and she's like look forget you remember how much you enjoyed the first two hours and ten minutes of that movie think about that because i did i loved it until that last five minutes and well, I, is your is your problem with guns and roses covering sympathy for the devil or that's, for that's part things? of it that's part of it. The whole wacky ending. The, I just, I hated the ending so much. I was furious when the movie was over, and then I had to be reminded by my ex, like, look, wait a minute. First of all, you love Neil Jordan. <laughs> you love everybody in this, and you were enjoying the shit out of that movie until that moment happened, so think about it. And, of course, obviously, I calmed down, and I love the movie a lot. Um, but I just hate that last five minutes. I, I rewatched the movie, um, probably hadn't watched it for 15 years or 20 years, maybe even. But certainly when it came out, I think I probably saw it about 20 times. And I yeah. was actually a little bit surprised by exactly how much beat for beat I remembered it. Uh, I, I think it's a movie with a lot of flaws. I think to me, like the first 20 minutes, uh, it's it's a lot of Brad Pitt being Moby. And, yeah. Yeah. and a lot of that. And then at a certain point, Kristen Dunst, uh, Kristen Dunst shows up, and the movie finds a different gear. I think I think her yeah. performance in that movie is as is as good as it gets. Oh, absolutely! Especially absolutely. given that she was a kid, you know. Yeah. She. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah. 
I, I, I so I, I like the series. I'm not sure how well it holds together, and I've seen five episodes of it, I think, and there are sort of parts where it, it where it's trying to make points and either it's making the points too obviously or in some cases it's it's kind of falling on its face trying to make the points and yeah i but but i appreciate for example that you know there's there's no there's no ruse about the homoeroticism which the movie erased almost yeah. entirely yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're just they're just going they're just going gay with this and that's sure what yep. it is and yep. i don't understand why you wouldn't do that at this point um yep. i think that the a lot of the performances are are very very solid um and from actors who i for the most part don't know jacob anderson playing uh playing louis i think is really really good i think sam reed as lestat is, yeah. is very solid he's terrific i think as lestat i think he's great yeah. I like the interpretation of Eric Bogosian as the journalist doing the interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know, in the, as as you know, and as the listeners who are fans know, in the book and in the movie, it's a young man. It's right. it's a it's a young person, and that is kind of the essence of of how he's approaching vampirism. In this interpretation, it's an older man who has medical problems, who's facing his own mortality, and you can understand how the story is resonating with him on a different level. So that, to me, more than anything, if you're going to adapt something like this, you have to have reasons for doing it. You have to have themes you want to explore, and I really do feel as if this is doing that. Um, mm-hmm. They they have to make changes to the the Claudia character, the baby vamp. Uh, and Bailey Bass plays the character. She shows up in episode two or three. I don't remember which. And she's just a lot of fun. And she brings a lot of okay. humor okay. that the show doesn't have previously. But they also have to age the character up uh, for a variety of reasons. The the biggest one being if you're going to do an ongoing TV series, you can't cast a 12 or 13-year-old actor right. Because right. they're going to go through puberty, right. and exactly. so, yeah, yeah. so basically, you you age the character up to fourteen. You can pretend that the character went through puberty, so you can cast an eighteen-year-old actor, which is what they did here, and then you don't need to worry. But you can still have it be slightly young, slightly immature, slightly adolescent, and that's right. the approach they take. But right. uh, she's she's a lot of fun. She brings a lot of energy into the series, and. I think that the show, as it goes along, finds a good balance between the attempt to be poetic and sort of lusty in that Anne Rice way, but also being a little bit funny, a little bit campy. In my review, I talked about all of the things that were obviously influenced by Interview with a Vampire, you know, whether it's True Blood or, you know, almost everything. I mean, basically yeah, anything yeah, involving a vampire subsequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so there are definitely are times where it feels like this is as much influenced by the things that were influenced by Interview with a Vampire mm-hmm. as it is just Interview with a Vampire. So the stuff with Claudia is actually a lot more like let the right one in, which we can talk about in a couple seconds, because coincidentally, yep. that is yet another. That, story. Was, my, that, is... that was my plan. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So that so that's how it goes. There, there are a lot of points where you go, OK, well, this is clearly the influence of True Blood being reflected back onto Interview with the Vampire. And I think it's all interesting. I think I think there's a lot of potential here. And 
I definitely I've seen people online talking about it and, and getting invested in it. So and it's already been renewed for a second season. So mm-hmm. I, I feel as if they've done a good enough job. And I and, you know, maybe there are the corners. Of course, let me let me backtrack. Of course, there are the corners of the Internet where people are whining about this for various oh, of reasons. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah. But for the but for the most part, I haven't seen that. For the most part, what I've seen is people yeah. being appreciative of what it's trying to do. So, yeah. and that's that's what I've seen too. And 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 they, and they should be because I think it's good. I uh, you know I, I and as a as a huge fan of the books, uh, as a huge fan of uh, of Anne Rice, and and I was one of those guys when and I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. When I heard Tom Cruise, I was like, what? I was one of those guys who was really like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, and then when I saw the movie, he convinced me because I thought he was great. Um, but I but I love the cast in this, and I, I don't know who any of these people are, Dan. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who any of them. I don't know who any of them are, but they. I think it, I thought it was solid, and I thought they did a good job. And I'm interested to see, you know, what happens next. And, and I'm and I'm pleased that it got renewed. I think you know who cool. Ray, you know who Radon Chong is. Well, yes, of course, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> there, but there aren't that many. I mean, no, it, no. Is, it is absolutely a cast cast largely of not necessarily total unknowns, but of less knowns. I mean, yes. you got Eric. People know Eric Bogosian. People of a certain age know Radon Chong, but I don't know that the kids today really know Radon Chong. Uh, You've got uh, voice actor extraordinaire John DiMaggio in a key on-screen supporting role. I don't know how often he gets that chance. So there's another person who yeah. some people might know by voice. But really, for the most part, it's new people, and they're mostly very good. Okay. All right. Well, continuing on to the horror stuff, uh, this Halloween, uh, we talk about Werewolf by Night. We talk about Interview the Vampire. Now we got another vampire uh, thing, and this is uh, Let the Right One In. Uh, which is now a Showtime series. Uh, it, two films have been made of it. I was not, I was not familiar with the source material uh, when I saw the the original film, uh, nor was I familiar with the source material when I saw the the, the remake or the second adaptation of the book uh, by Matt by Matt Reeves. Um, not a fan of the Matt Reeves version at all. I love the original two thousand eight um, film. Was it two thousand eight or two thousand nine? That's right. Two thousand eight. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I love that, and I've not watched I've not watched the 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 the, the new uh, version yet, which is on Showtime. But I know that you are a fan, as we discussed the last time. You are a fan of the source material. I am indeed. I I saw the Thomas Alfredson movie first, and then I backtracked and read the John Avid uh, Linkfest uh, book, which is also a fantastic book. It is a a harrowing and disturbing and and really messed up book. And then I am a fan of the Matt Reeves movie. I, it's it's completely unnecessary, and yet it simultaneously echoes and mimics the stuff from the Alfredson movie. Um, but to me, it lands the punches in roughly the same way. Like, I don't feel as if there's a, a diminishing returns. And then it has enough little details that make it work. I think that the performances in it are all terrific. And so I, I think it's I think it's pretty impressive on its own. And then I also, in I, London n- nine years ago, saw a theatrical production right. of it. Right. Uh, this is the thing stage. you told me the, the last time we were, yeah. we were on, you mentioned it. And I was like, what? And I'm yeah. uh, I was really surprised and impressed by that, that they did it on stage. They did it on stage, and they did it on stage with with all of the stuff that's in the book and in the movie, or all of the, the big set pieces, you know, uh, people underwater in a swimming pool, uh, people wow. playing on jungle gyms and, and jumping like animals. You know, they, they, they did all of that stuff, wow. and, and it's 
it's wow. a really beautiful it, the the production that that played in London and I think it might have originated in Edinburgh I don't remember but it it's a it's a really good production and uh, I thought it was very impressive the TV series I have no idea how it will play to someone who doesn't know the brand so that that is sort of the first thing I have to say I can only watch this as the latest approach to something that I have liked very much as yeah. a piece of, you know, storytelling. So right, right. it was adapted by Andrew Hinderaker and it's the first thing that has to be emphasized is that it is very safe and it's very safe at a lot of the places that the book and the two adaptations are dangerous. There are messed up things happening in both the book and the two movies when it comes to sexuality, when it mm-hmm. comes to gender fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've had conversations with people who are still confused by what's happening in the original Swedish movie involving the main vampire character right. and their gender. It's, right. uh, <laughs> it, it's much clearer in the book, but, but basically each version of the story has become increasingly less able to tell that version of the story and so here they just erase it entirely it's uh the mm. the premise is now it is a a father played by demion bashir who is always fantastic always um, yes always and he has a a 12 year old daughter who he's traveling with played by madison taylor bays and uh she's been 12 years old for for 10 years uh mm-hmm. she was she was attacked by something and became a vampire and now it is the father's responsibility to simultaneously try to feed her and to try to find a cure so all of the questions of the relationship between the young girl who's a vampire and in earlier incarnations may or may not be a girl and the man who is traveling with her and may or may not be her father it's it's just all erased it's absolutely a 12 year old girl who's been 12 for 10 years and this is her father right and i find that a little bit disappointing in terms of the risks it's taking and the complications it brings but on the other hand a father trying to save his daughter it's absolutely emotionally resonant there's no question that you you get heart out of it it's ultimately it's a lot like as i said in my review it's a lot like lorenzo's oil with a with vampirism it's Mm -hmm. uh it's you know what can i do to save my kid what are the extremes that i'm prepared to go to etc uh in order to make it into a tv series you have to add and flesh out a lot of things so it isn't enough that they move next door to a 12 year old boy who befriends the vampire and they have a a chaste relationship the boy's mother played by Nikanani rose has to be a detective who is specifically investigating a series of murders that may relate to vampirism as well so mm-hmm. talk about a coincidence that they chose right. to yeah. move back right. to new york because they thought the king vampire would be there and similarly they moved in right so yeah. you've got all the stuff that's let the right one in but then you've also got a police procedural where she's investigating these murders and then at the same time you have another subplot uh where you have a pharmaceutical mogul 
played by Jelko Ivanik, who has been stuck in various CBS procedurals for years, so I'm glad to see him back on my TV in any capacity. Uh, but he's basically playing a member of the Sackler family. He's been, mm. uh, he's a painkiller mogul uh, who hasn't cared that people have gotten hooked on his painkillers. But he also has a particular interest in vampirism himself. Uh, and his daughter is played by Grace Gummer, uh, not to be confused with Mamie Gummer. They are entirely different children of Meryl Streep. Right. Uh, but they look basically identical. Right. Try not to get too confused. And so she's trying to investigate similarly the vampirism thing, the painkiller thing. Uh, Nick Stahl, who hasn't been acting for a number of years, he had a very public battle with addiction. Yep. Uh, but he's really, really good here. And he's, he's got his best part in, I would say, probably a decade uh, playing an assistant to the pharmaceutical whatever. So there, there's a lot happening here. And a lot of what's so good about the book, the two movies, is its relative simplicity. It's, uh, you know, it's basically two kids, one of whom isn't a kid, and a man who may or may not be one of their fathers, etc. That's right. And then there's bullying, whatever. There's a lot of complication here, but it's like narrative complication, not thematic complication. And probably in each given episode, roughly a third of what's happening, I didn't care about it all. And I really just wanted it to be about the father-daughter mm. stuff. But, like, it's not bad. Yeah. But simultaneously, it's most interesting if you can compare it to previous adaptations. And it's most disappointing if you can compare it I to gotcha. previous adaptations. Makes sense. So, Makes sense. All right, I haven't watched it yet, but I will. And I, I, I guess I, I should give the Matt Reeves movie... Uh, um, a, a second chance uh, because I've, I've become I've not become I mean I'm a huge massive fan of Matt Reeves well one of the reasons why I love Matt Reeves hi I'm Carrie Russell and I <laughs> love Nick's show um, I had to find a way to put that in there but um, I, I one of my favorite one of my very favorite films of the year this year is The Batman I just loved it I loved everything he did with it and I love all his movies and I think I should go back because I went in you know with like oh this is completely un you know because I love the original film I love it. And, and I just, I had a bad attitude when I was watching the Matt Reeves version. I did. I was like, come on. Um, so I think I should go back and watch it again now that it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, he's I think he's I interesting. He's, he's one of those filmmakers who has kind of made his bones doing things that are dumb ideas. I, I think that he's a little bit, he's a little bit like Lord and Miller in that respect, in the sense uh, that almost yeah. every project that Lord and Miller do, you go, why on earth would you make a right. movie with Legos? Why on right. earth would you right. do this? Would you do that? And then in almost every case, you come away yeah. going, ah, that's why they did it. Yeah. I think Matt Reeves, if you go through his record, you know, there were the apes movies, there was the Batman, there was right. this one. I think he, I think he likes taking on certain challenges and I think if you can, if you put distance between the Swedish movie and the Reeves remake, I think you can, yeah. I think you'll be able to see that the Reeves remake is doing a lot of very good stuff. No, I, uh, and I, and you know what? I'm yeah. sure I will. I was just a grumpy bastard when I saw it. And, and if I'm not mistaken, that came out before he, before the, did it come out before the Apes movies? It did, I think didn't it? so. I think so. Yeah. Because I was also like, who the hell? Well, he didn't direct the first reboot of the AIDS movies he did not uh, but he did do the rest of them and they're all great and and I you know and I loved that uh, so I, I find him really interesting and especially after what he did with the with uh, the the Batman movie this year it's my favorite Batman movie of all time I think it's the best Batman movie ever made and 
Um, and so I really, really loved it, and I want. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it, and I'll, I'll give the Showtime thing a shot. Um, um, I guess. <laughs> but, no, uh, it's. I, th- I think you'll find it interesting, but I also think you'll find it frustrating. I think I think you will find both of those things. Okay. All right. Well, the scary stuff is out there. Werewolf by Night is on uh, Disney Plus. Interview with the Vampires on AMC and AMC Plus or wherever Hulu. Where, I don't know where the hell it is. Uh, and then <laughs> Let the Right One is on is on Showtime. Uh, cool. Hey, uh, am, am I the only one who's watching? Uh, Welcome uh, to Fletch. Yes, literally. <laughs> Actually, no. This is a this is a one hundred percent serious question. Is is it back? Yes, it is. Two episodes have uh, had have been. legitimately had no idea, and I'm yeah. not in any. This, and, you know, I know you're Jamie, a fan. Jamie Presley is now on the is in the cast, and that makes me very happy. So, and is it everything it was before? Is it? Is it... It's about the the first the, the the first episode of the new season uh, was not great. Although they did they did establish Jamie Presley. The second episode was much better and really hilarious. Um, I love the show. I still love it. Um, I love the the characters, and I just I think it's a very funny show. And I think she's a natural fit. I think Jamie Presley is a natural fit for what they're doing. So I I still like it, and I'll I'll be the only one. I can't believe there's a second season. I can't, I can't believe. So just anyway. just keeps just keep spreading the word, and who the I heck will. knows? I will. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so uh, we've got uh, we'll talk more in uh, in, a, in in a couple of weeks. Uh, Dan, everybody can read you at the fine print, F-I-E-N. And uh, real quick, uh, podcast. When, when can people hear you doing your podcast? Every Friday it drops, right? Indeed. TV's Top 5, the numeral 5, drops every Friday. It's uh, Leslie Goldberg and myself from The Hollywood Reporter. She is an ace reporter. I am, of course, a critic. And so we come at the week's news from our respective uh, perspectives. And uh, we also have a showrunner interview each week. This week's interview, which we haven't conducted yet. So if I say it out loud, it might... Uh, it you might, might curse it. It might curse it, but I'm still <laughs> going to say it anyway. This week, we should be talking to Clea Duval, who uh, is mm. behind Freebie's Tegan and Sarah series, High School, which is actually really good. And uh, so I'm looking forward to talking to her. I hope nothing I hope great. nothing goes I'm wrong sure, with that. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> All right, uh, and we'll have a lot more to talk about. We're back to our regular schedule, so we'll talk to you uh, in a couple of Tuesdays, Dan, okay? Looking forward to it, Nick. Okay, buddy, take care. Dan Feinberg, who is uh, the best uh, TV critic in the world, Hollywood reporter in the fine print, F-I-E-N. Speaking of the best, let's say hello to Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda, yeah. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Esma, I'm talking about that Esma. Really, I screwed up your name right there, didn't I? I just said, Heigl, baby, Heigl. Turned into Jerry Lewis there for a second. Esmeralda Leon, hi, Esmeralda. Hi. How are you? I am doing well. How are How you? Was, I'm okay. How was your weekend? It was good. I had a cousin in town uh, from San Diego. Ooh. So I got to see her, so that was nice. She must have enjoyed this weather if she's from San Diego. Yeah, we, uh, she kind of got like the first of the cool weather. Yeah. 
which she's not used to whatsoever. She was born and raised in uh, San Diego. Yeah. So it was a little, not like that shocking, but it was a little chilly. But it, the, the sun was out most of the days, so it was good. When I went down to, because uh, as you know, I'm a regular now on the Steve Cochran show on WLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I appear usually every other Friday morning. And uh, I uh, jumped on the train to go down there. Friday morning, it was just piss and rain, and it was 40. <laughs> Oof, yeah. And it was dark, yeah, you know, because yeah. the, the sun doesn't come up till about 7.30 now. Mm-hmm. So it was like pitch black, and it was rainy. And <laughs> it was like 40 degrees and just – like, and it was that rain, that not, not that hard rain, but the, that sort of like just pissy rain that just continues to yeah. come down. And it yeah. was windy and chilly, and it was forty, and oh man! And I liked it. I like it better than hot weather, though. I will say that. Well, there you go. Yeah, but it was still a little. It was at that walk from from because uh, I take the the blue line down to Clark and Lake, and walk from Clark and Lake to, you know, the the uh, NBC building right mm-hmm. by the Tribune Tower, and that's a pretty good walk. And it was <laughs> it was not a very pleasant walk on Friday morning. I can tell you that. <laughs> okay, so what about you? Know, what else did you and your cousin do? We well, I told him to go. She was uh, here with a friend, uh, mm-hmm. and she saw the Prince exhibit, and she's she's she said it was great. So I'm glad about that because I was worried it was going to be super. No, lame. it's cool. I went. Came, it's cool. She came all the way from San Diego. <laughs> Did she come all the way from San Diego just for the Prince? Yeah. The are you, mm-hmm. wow, she she must be a big Prince fan then. She's a huge Prince fan. Clearly, yeah. Uh, so she came for that, and then just came to hung, hang out. She's never been to Chicago, so I directed them to the Hancock Building. And to the Signature Lounge, because I think that's way cooler than going up to the tourist trap. Yeah. Uh, that is whatever floor. The Signature uh, on the 95th. The uh, Yeah. And then yeah. I think it's a few more up if you go to the... Right. I think it's 97th. The Observatory. The Observatory, I believe, is on the 97th, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. So, I met them up there, and then uh, they actually came up to near my neighborhood. They went to Ravenswood, and... Uh, Went to this great restaurant that actually Colin uh, works at right now called Buy and Co. It's a Filipino-Cuban. Uh, so they had lunch there. Oh, cool. I met up with them again just to say hi and stuff. So that was very cool. Oh, very cool. All right. Sounds like you had a fun weekend then. Yeah, it was nice. Right, it was nice cool. to see her. All right. Very cool. Well, um, you know you know what time of year. Well, first of all, let me just establish yeah, this. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. 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 Man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's just want to make sure that everybody knows that Jason Skaggs is around, um, right? <laughs> and uh, and very quickly, I also want to mention that um, we are just a little bit over a month away from our uh, our live event at Zanies in Rosemont. Yeah, it's on Tuesday, November fifteenth. Uh, it's the Nick D podcast live at Zanies in Rosemont. Uh, Tuesday, November fifteenth starts at seven thirty, and uh, Esmeralda and I are going to be live on stage. We're going to be having a lot of fun. My dad's going to come up and tell a joke at the very end. We got surprise guests, some very cool prizes to give away, uh, some Apt Electronic uh, gift cards from Apt Electronics to give away. Very. We've nice. got some gift cards from the greatest restaurant on the planet, the Gale Street Inn. Thank you, George Carzes. And we will have more. And also, it'll be very interactive and a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, speaking of Jason Skaggs, as I just yeah! was. Uh, <laughs> he has put together a little promo for the event oh, as well. Nice. And there's a, there, you know, we may or may not be visited by a surprise guest who may or may not be Jason Skaggs. We're not sure yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's Tuesday, November 15th. Uh, the mm-hmm. tickets are on sale right now. Get your tickets now. You can call the box office at 847 813 
888-888-0484, or you can go to rosemont.zanies.com. I expect everyone who can hear my voice right now to pack the place. But here's the little, are you ready, Esmeralda? Now, you haven't heard this yet. No, I haven't. This is our official commercial for the uh, the Nick D podcast live in Zanies in Rosemont. Here we go. Hey, everybody gonna tell you what's going on November 15th at the Tuesday up at Rosemont talking about Zanies. We gonna put on a live show. So I suggest you do some clicking. Get on the website and buy some tickets. I heard his dad's gonna close the show. Yeah. You can be there, don't you know? Get some tickets, baby. I would have uh, never have uh, described them as sexy ass tickets, but okay. Get your sexy ass t- <laughs> I don't know how sexy the show will be, but. <laughs> Man. Sexy, get your sexy ass tickets right now. Anyway, yeah. it's Tuesday. That madman is, is probably going to be there. We're not really sure yet, but he's probably going to fly in from Houston to, to, to do it in addition to a bunch of other really cool stuff. Anyway, get your sexy ass tickets now. <laughs> Nick D <laughs> podcast live on stage. Zanies and Rosemont, Tuesday, November 15th. Box office at 847-813-0484. Website, rosemont.zanies.com. It's going to be fun. I I just I was like, hey, uh, Skaggs, can you just come up with something, I don't know, 30 seconds, 35 seconds long just to plug the thing? And that's what he came up with, and he threw in sexy-ass tickets. So Nice. You never go yeah. wrong with the sexy tickets. The tickets themselves will be sexy. We're not going to be sexy. The show, not really, no. <laughs> Just the ticket, though. <laughs> right. Very sexy ticket. <laughs> right. Right. There's like, Esmeralda and I have no sexual chemistry whatsoever, so it's not going to be a sexy show. I mean, we're there's buddies. No, we're buddies. No sexy in there. No sexy between us. Not, that's not going to happen. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it's not like we haven't talked about sex in the, you know in the past on the show right. or anything like that. But then but, it's still not sexy. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. That never even comes into mind. No, one, uh, not, I don't neither think anyone the, describes this podcast as sexy. No, no, no. I, I mean, except maybe if I'm talking to Dana, then it might get a little bit maybe, you know. yeah. But like, but between that... between between me and you, no, yeah. That's no. the last thing we are. We, we are <laughs> there's no sexiness no. between you and I. <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> and not that, not that we don't find each other attractive, and we're you know we like each other very much. But that but that, just, that yeah. ne- no, it never enters into it. Never. No. So anyway, all right. So it's not going <laughs> to. The sexiness is going to come from elsewhere. Well, maybe. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and oh. I love Nick's show. Now I think she's there sexy. You go. Hi, I'm yeah. Carrie Russell, and yeah, I, I love Nick's show. I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, God hey. damn it, Nick. Yeah, I know. I'll give means. you asthma. Okay. Hey, my dad's telling a joke in just in a little bit as well. It's, nice. uh, it's that time yeah. of year. But, not, but you know now uh, we are celebrating uh, Halloween and spooktacularness mm-hmm. throughout the entire month. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we do have a visit. <laughs> You know you love you you love Count Farchula, don't you? Of course. Oof. That will live forever too. That's gonna live forever. That one. Yeah, and it's so. better because he's on your end. He, yes, he is. He's in my apartment. De- yeah. You know, like Thank even goodness, Ca- this is... even Carrie can smell it. She comes in every once yeah. in a while. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. Yeah. I love Nick's show. Gotcha. Yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and yeah, all right, I she's leaving. love she Nick's show. All right. Um, so we got all that, and it's also, uh, as as you know, Esmeralda, we do have some scary mm-hmm. stuff. I am going to have, I am working, Esmeralda, on getting a similar scream to the screaming guy that we used to play years ago. Yes. I'm got working it. on that. But I do have this, Esmeralda, and we can't get into the spooktacular. We're in, and by the way, for people who are, are, are wondering... We are going to take live right here on the on the show. Esmeralda bought a bunch of stuff at the grocery store. I bought mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff at the grocery store. All of it pumpkin spice related. Yeah, my um my little den right now is uh <laughs> very pumpkin spiced. I have, up. I have a chair next to me. It's all orange. Everything on it is fucking orange. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything I... on it. But in addition to us, yeah, oh yeah, I can. I, I've, I've opened a few things here, you know, uh, ahead of time, and you can smell the the uh, the pumpkin spice. Um, but we're going to get into some taste testing of pumpkin spice, which is very Halloween like. But as we're able to look, listen, listen closely. Ticking. Be in front of you. So uh, I got, I got you that. You can't see me, but I was doing a little shoulder dance. I know, I know you. Every time when I would watch you, when mm-hmm. when we were up at, we were. It's a at, jam. At, it is a total jam. We were at the car wash. I would, you know, see you sitting in the traffic hut, and every time I would play this, you would go dancing. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Happy, happy Halloween. So I, I had to get that. To find, I wanted to get a shirt for Flashback. I was trying to find a, a horror shirt that would that I, I could wear and not be a poser. And I did see some Halloween uh, three ones, but nothing oh. that I really wanted to wear. Okay. Have you ever seen like the I, two? Because I've got, I've got three Halloween three t-shirts. I would have wanted something with the faces. With yeah. The I, one of them I have is it says... It just it has the the Roman numeral three on it. The Roman numerals three on it. Ah, okay. And in each one, each number, you know, the one, the two, and the three, each one has a different mask inside it. So it's pretty mm. cool. And it doesn't say Halloween on it at all. It just has the numeral, mm-hmm. the the Roman numeral three, and each yeah. digit, each one has a the fa- the the mask in it. The witch, the yeah, pumpkin, so then, and like, the skull. You know. So then people in the yeah. know know. <laughs> and the other one that I have, the other one that I have, because one of them is like blatant. It says Halloween three season of the witch. Okay. But the other one is just that you remember the, in the movie, the shot of uh, when they're actually playing this part, you know, happy, happy Halloween. They're showing, and they're showing, they're showing all the people getting ready for Halloween. They got their masks and stuff. And there's that mm-hmm. scene where the kids are just kind of romping around and there's a big sun behind them, the sun setting behind them. Hmm. That is what I have as a T-shirt. No explanation, nothing. It's just, it's just that. It's and it's cool. And only people who've seen the movie, they're like, yeah, man, that's right. the, that's the scene on Halloween where all the kids are about to get killed, but they don't know it, and they're just prancing around happy with their masks on. <laughs> Which so. isn't that better? Yeah, it is. The kids shouldn't know. Um, but I can't. So I, I I I got that for us for the next you know few episodes uh, nice. as we celebrate uh, Spooktacular. So that's all there. Nice. And uh, oh, wait a minute, hold on. That's right, the wind beneath your wings. I also have this. Because you can't talk about Halloween without that. 
And I know that you were thrilled because you got to say that on stage with uh, Rich. Yes. <laughs> we, the three of us said it together. Yeah. It was very, oh. very exciting. And then there's this. So we got some stuff. All right. Now, the, the pumpkin spice thing. Let me just preface this by saying if my best, one of my best friends in the world that I've known forever, my friend Scott Oaken, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hates pumpkin spice time. It drives him crazy. Yeah. It drives him nuts when he sees. Does he I, like, not? Does he not like it? Like, does he uh, the, the I, flavor I, itself? I don't know his feelings on the flavor itself. I don't think he hates the flavor. He just hates that every goddamn item on the planet has a pumpkin spice thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, that yeah. makes him nuts. It makes him nuts. It 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 it, it makes him nuts. Yeah. So, so uh, he'll I, um... he'll he'll be angry while listening to this. <laughs> so I went to I went to Target. Uh, yeah. just now and I bought a bunch of pumpkin spice stuff and I had just pile the pile in my arms and, yeah. and Colin actually did say uh, for the next hour or so you are uh, you're going to be a white lady and I was like yeah pretty much with all this <laughs> pumpkin spice in my arms pretty much a white lady for an hour <laughs> so <laughs> you are are, are, you, spice. are you now Essie Smith is that your yeah. name now are you yeah. <laughs> I have on flannel and some uh, high boots and uh, like a like a hat. What are you doing? Are you doing? Are you are you are you taking all kinds of pictures for the gram right now? Yes, you... I'm taking selfies and some leaves. <laughs> oh man, uh, Essie, Essie Smith, everybody. It's right. Essie Smith. Right. I should I should talk more like this for this whole episode. Like while we. Have our pumpkin spice. <laughs> That's the greatest thing ever. Oh my god, that is so. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, uh, Esmeralda. Yeah. That's like, you're the a white lady now. I'm like seriously. Yep, just I didn't like even think so. about that. And I was in here. So you got your stuff at Target, right? I did. Yes. Okay. And I want to we'll, let's. We will each go through each item that we've gone through, and we'll taste it. We're going to taste test everything. Mm-hmm. That's the yes, whole point. Yes. We have an article here about uh, pumpkin spice. That if we get to it now, we get to it. If we don't, we can well, do it another time. Funny enough, yeah. A couple of the items that you and I have gotten. Are on this list oh they are okay because yeah. i haven't looked at it okay cool yeah, well i've no okay that. <laughs> we did not plan it let me just say this i went to uh whole foods mm-hmm. because there is a whole foods very near uh, i went friday because like i said on friday morning i was on uh the steve cochran show mm-hmm. um on wls am 890 uh executive producer tom hush my uh my my uh ex-producer uh, nice. And I'm on there every other Friday, 89 on your AM dial. Tune in. It's the best morning show uh, in the in the city without question. And so I was on there talking about movies and stuff and reviewing them. And then afterwards, I had a screening a couple of hours after I got off the air. So I hung out down there, had some food, and stopped at um, the Whole Foods because the Whole Foods is right by River East, the movie theater. Right. That's the one right on uh, Illinois. Uh, Illinois and Columbus. So I went there, and Whole Foods is not a place that I shop at uh, regularly. Yeah, same. Um, it's very expensive, <sighs> mm-hmm. um, and they usually have stuff that I don't like. A lot of like everything that I have here, all the pumpkin spice stuff that I have here is shit that I would never buy because it's all like right. No dairy product. It's you know plant based. All the shit and that pisses me. You're all about dairy. Like you oh, just yeah. want dairy. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I I actually bought like here's one of them that I bought the the. And I don't know if it's on, it's in the article or not, but I showed you a picture. I, I sent you a picture of what I bought. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Nut Pods. That's the brand. Yeah. I actually like that stuff. Oh, do you? And it's <laughs> this is I got the almond and coconut creamer 
a limited edition pumpkin spice flavored unsweetened dairy-free uh, creamer. Yes. I now, do I don't have it's any... funny you bought creamer because well, you don't drink coffee. No, but I'm going to drink it straight out of the thing. I'm going to drink it oh, straight Lord. out of the thing. That's what I assumed. Yeah, I'm going to drink it straight out of the thing. And I may as well do that because it's out of the refrigerator and I, and, uh, and I would, if possible, like to put it back. So, right. Um, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Just drinking creamer. It, be, creamer. And also it wasn't, it was actually not refrigerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like so, a shelf stable. Yeah, situation. exactly. So it's well, cold. you know, once you open it, you gotta. Right. Um, so I'm gonna taste it straight out because you know I drink whole milk anyway, Esmeralda. This is not too far from. Right. <laughs> but, well, that's well, no, but that's not dairy. It's non-dairy. So oh, right. I know. That's not. But milk. I. No, I know it's not milk. I know that, and I'm probably gonna hate it. But it is pumpkin spice, and that's what we were shooting yes. for. So I got nut pods, almond and coconut creamer, pumpkin spice edition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I got. Bobos or Bobos. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. B O B O S. I think it's mm-hmm. B Bobo. I think it's it's Bobos. Bobos. Okay. Yeah. Bobos. B O B O apostrophe S. And it is the limited edition pumpkin spice oat bites ten pack. Oh. Plant based, dairy free, gluten free. Uh, full of whole grain. Do you have a kid there? Uh, there are children playing outside. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell happened? Did something else happen over yeah. the weekend that I didn't as, know about? And as children well, do, they love to yell. Right. And Esmeralda, wow, you really are white during... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've taken this thing very seriously, haven't you? Oh, I have three kids now. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. Bobo's I'm pumpkin Instagram spice. influencer as well. That's what you are. You... <laughs> yeah. Um, so children. I got that, and these are like, um, they're like mini cupcakes. They're little bites. They're like oat okay. bites, but they're, yeah, yeah. they're shaped like mini cupcakes. And then I have the Lara bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the original fruit and nut bar. Yeah. Pumpkin spice pie. Uh, it's no sugar added, good source of fiber, plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free. Again, I hate all of that shit. Um, but this is Lara Bar. L-A-R-A-B-A-R, Lara Bar. Then I have Maddie and May's Fancy Popcorn Vanilla Pumpkin Spice Naturally Flavored. And that's so Maddie pumpkin? and... It's popcorn. It's popcorn that's vanilla pumpkin spice flavored popcorn. Okay. And it's okay. maize as in corn. So it's M-A-I-Z-E. Maddie and maize right. fancy popcorn. Oh. Right. I see. And then the cereal <laughs> is Three Wishes. Grain-free cereal. Pumpkin spice limited edition. More protein, less sugar. Again, gluten-free. Yes. So those are the items that I bought. Okay. So what did you buy? And then we'll start tasting. So, yes. So at Target, I bought... Um, a box of it's Tazo tea, and I selfishly yes. just wanted this. <laughs> uh, it's pumpkin spice chai. Okay, uh, I enjoy chai, and I made some, so I have some here. Okay, a Bruin. Uh, I also got, which was quite exciting actually, uh, Goldfish brand Duncan pumpkin spice grams. See, I'm looking at the bat. I would eat the shit out of those things, man. I, would, I didn't I don't... know that they made sweet ones. Yeah, I didn't. The either. lady at the Target told me they make other ones too. Sweet goldfish. Sweet. I was like, yeah, I they, didn't know they, that. No, they have the chocolate gold. They have chocolate goldfish. Uh, uh, yeah, like, I, I didn't yeah. know. So I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, I was amazed. I also got a Chobani. 
pumpkin spice yogurt. yogurt. Okay. Uh, zero sugar. All right. So that's nice. Um, a uh, have you ever had mochi? I have. So I bought a box of their little mochis. Uh, my mochi ice cream, pumpkin spice. Okay. Uh, and so these are just. Okay. If you don't know what mochi is, it's uh, rice flour, and it's kind of like it's like a gummy. So it's like gummy, and then inside it's stuffed with the pumpkin spice ice cream. Right. And then I got uh, it's the Target brand pumpkin spice pretzels. Mm-hmm. So they're just like yogurt covered pretzels, um, essentially pumpkin spice. Okay. And then the 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 piece de resistance. Yeah. Is uh, a bag of Target brand. I'm looking at it. Chopped salad. Let me grab the. Yes. It is uh, Good and Gather, says the Target brand. Gotcha. Spiced Caesar. Okay. Uh, It comes with a pumpkin spiced Caesar dressing. Oh, man. Uh, That sounds disgusting. I'm. It smells real pumpkin spice. (laughs) Okay. All right. But it also comes with uh, pumpkin spiced sweet cornbread crumbles. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. A whole kit. A whole salad kit. Yeah. And I made it. So there's a bowl oh, good. of salad. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, why don't we let before we before we dive into that, okay? Let me just say mm-hmm. that I did also while I was there, I purchased uh um two uh soaps. I think I find this the this is the best part. Okay. And I and I'm <laughs> all and I'm I, I'm freshly scrubbed. I just want you to know <laughs> oh that. Oh my god. Okay. okay. So, well, let's start. Let's Okay, well say what they are. Say what they okay. are. Okay. Uh, it is from they're both from Pacha Soap Company, P A C H A. Okay. Limited edition Pacha Soap Company. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, one of them is called Sweater Weather. So I love that because, <laughs> because it's, it's taken off sweater of the... Sweater Weather. Sweater Weather. From the, sweater from, Weather. From, yeah. from, from Maya Rudolph and, um, uh, and Amy Poehler's fantastic Bronx Beat uh, yeah. bit. It's Sweater Weather. Thank, sweater God, weather. thank God it's Sweater Weather. Sweater Weather. Sweater, sweater weather. weather. So it's called Sweater Weather. And, it's, and, and that's what I just showered with a little while ago. Okay. And then when I got out, it's whipped. Oh. So it's a whip soaked scrub for your face. So I did that. Oh. So the pacha, they're both pacha. One is sweater weather, and it's solid soap. It's like a bar soap. Okay. And the other is a whipped soap scrub that's in a jar. Oh my and, god. And so I did Have like you... a facial thing for my face. Oh my goodness. Have you ever done? <laughs> I mean, what do you, you just use Irish Spring, don't you? Yeah, I use Irish Didn't Spring. Didn't you say? Like, that's yeah, all you've that's known. It. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, no, so... it's not It's not true. I've probably been married twice, so there's been other shit in the house that I've used. Okay. You know what I mean? All so right. I've, I've, I've had facial but stuff. But it's been a while. I, oh, it's but been, it's a, been long, a, while. a long time. Okay, but okay. let me just say this. I smell like fucking Linus right now. After a night, <laughs> after <laughs> and you get that reference, right? No, uh, Yes. Linus, peanuts? yeah, he he sits in the pumpkin patch all night waiting for the great pumpkin to show up. Oh, I see. So I smell like fucking Linus right now. I, if if if. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how was that experience? It was it was very refreshing. It was nice. Um, I I, I the, the 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 facial scrub was kind of it was not as rough as I thought it was going to be because when you think facial mm-hmm. scrub, you think it's going to have that you know yeah. And it's not that bad, but it okay. I do seriously smell. How did smell, it smell? It smelled pumpkin spice like. Um, and was that and good or bad? Good. I like it. Good. I oh. don't know what other people. I'm going to a movie after we take this, 
They're so I don't be like you smell great. <laughs> I, 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 either people are going to go get the fuck away from me, or um, my people are just going to be calling me Linus all night. They're going to go, They're hey Linus, like, what's yeah. That, what's that aroma? Be like, <laughs> right. oh, I, hey, listen, use. I might get laid. I don't know. That, you know, yeah, I might get laid tonight. Who knows? Um, but this I do. I will. <laughs> I will say this, this is as very well. exciting. It was it was pleasant, and I smell. You know, for people who don't get the Linus reference, I smell like pumpkin. I smell like pumpkin spice yeah. right now. I oh smell like goodness. I sat in the pumpkin patch with Linus all goddamn night. That's what I smell like. Okay. but it was a pleasant, yeah. pleasant experience. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. Here's my oh. thing. I don't not like pumpkin spice, but yeah, it's just permeated everything. Yeah, it's too that much. It gets to be too much. It is. It's it it is it's equatable to me, Esmeralda. I hate. That Christmas now starts right after Halloween and goes, you know, until the middle of January. I hate mm-hmm. it. For me, yeah. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Eve, day after Christmas, that's enough for me. Um, yeah. And I think what's happening is, you know, uh, products and businesses are seeing, oh, my God, people will buy Christmas shit at the end of October. Let's start pumpkin spice at the end of August. Oh, of course. And now yeah. it's become a major, major thing. So it's like, let's take advantage of this advertising and this merchandising for as long as possible and for as much as possible. So that's why we're seeing an overabundance of this shit. For sure. So, and then also, right, what, I just wanted yeah. to try this stuff to see if it's actually I, good. No, me too. Me too. <laughs> and let me just say this. I don't, I'm, I've already ruined it before the day, but I, I, I already tried. Unlike you, you've prepared a whole salad and stuff. Um, right. I, I was too lazy to get a pole and a glass of milk and pour milk in. <laughs> so I tried the cereal already. I am a professional. Let me try it. Let me try it without milk, though. Okay. Right? So, so, it's... And so you 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 munch on that, and I'm just gonna. Okay. Um, so the article that we that I found yeah, it was go ahead. Uh, it was purewow.com, and it was 22 legitimately good pumpkin spice products to try, and they mm. rank them. So what you're eating right now is mm-hmm. the three wishes, right? Right. That's what I'm eating right now. Three and wishes I like it. pumpkin spice cereal. I like it. Yeah. They have it at number two mm. on the best pumpkin food and drinks. Really? I okay. Number one mm-hmm. is the Dunkin' Pumpkin Spice Goldfish Ooh. Grams. Okay. Well, so why I'm don't you try a, that? Yeah, I'm going to pop okay. this open. Let me just say this while you're getting that ready. Uh, this three wishes, which is number two on the list. It's quite good. I just ate it right out of the box, but I also earlier had a bowl of it with milk properly. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, it was really good. Yeah. Really, really good. And it, Even though it's no grain? Even though it's grain-free, even though it's wow. gluten-free and all that stuff. stuff that would normally turn me off. It's very and, and the pumpkin spice is delicious. So it's, and, and, and I just ate it out of the box. Also very snackable. I, I, vote, I vote big time yes on Three Wishes Ooh. pumpkin spice cereal. So yet. these Dunkin', these these goldfish crackers, they're flat. Oh, they're not puffy like puff- regular. No, they're not puffy. Oh no, that's and they weird. smell like they smell like uh, more gram, like Teddy Grahams, than they do like pumpkin spice. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna eat some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like. Okay. I mean, they're good. Yeah. Yeah, they taste just like graham crackers. Or is there a pumpkin? Is there? Is there? Because because the, the really. cereal the cereal that I tried has a very strong pumpkin spice flavor to it. The Three Wishes very strong, and I mean that you in know, a good way. I mean that in a good way. I don't get. I don't get much pumpkin. No, they're not. That's disappointing. Though. They're good though. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're like right. just graham crackers. Okay. Um. So that's the number one and the number two in that article. It's number the number one. And number I mean, two. it is good. Yeah. 
I don't I don't get a lot of pumpkin spice flavor though. Okay, that's interesting. Because I will I'm say try this: my the three... tea now. Okay, now now wash it down with some tea. Again, what is this? Burn my mouth. <laughs> it's the Tazo pumpkin spice chai. Okay, let's which let's, I just let's... thought sounded nice as well. <laughs> okay, and wait. By the way, okay, while you're tasting your tea, I am going to take a sw- a, a, a big swig of the creamer of the nut. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, of Go the ahead. nut nut pod uh, nut pods almond and coconut pumpkin spice creamer. Mm-hmm. And you you're not supposed to drink the this. Cereal. I, well, yeah, well, I should. You can do whatever I? you please. It's not going right. to kill you to right. drink. I it. know, I know that. I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a nice swig of Nut Pods pumpkin spice creamer. Who knows? And you're... You might. You might like alternative milks. Who I knows? Might. Oh God, this is going to be a big. Okay, t- taste test your tea. I'll taste test the uh, the creamer, and then we'll talk after. Oh, this is go. nice. <laughs> um, How is it? Oh no, 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 no. Um, one. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, maybe a little dab of it in your coffee is okay. Well, yeah, cream. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I know that. But uh, but it, this is so clearly not a dairy product that I'm just disgusted by it. Oh, of so, course not. Yeah, yeah no, so you can't no. go in thinking it's going to be like milk. You can't it's do not that with cl- any and alternative milk. The the almond is the strongest flavor. I barely get. There's maybe a small. I'll take one more sip. There's barely a a a, a, a smidgen of pumpkin spice on it. You should uh, pour some into the cereal. <laughs> the cereal. Okay, I'll try that. All right. Okay, no. Let I me, don't, I, let's no. see. What should I move yeah. on to? No, wait, wait. So that so is this is the tea good? Can, is there oh, a pumpkin yeah, no, spice? It's nice. Is it a good I pumpkin think? spice element? I mean, you know, tea. Tea never really tastes <laughs> like. So it's kind of like what it says, you know. Who cares? Is that what you're it saying? It smells. You get the. You get the aroma. I mean, you know how tea works. Tea never right. really tastes right. like what it's supposed to, really. Right, right. Okay. Like you get, it's kind of like a LaCroix. Like you get that sense, but it's I gotcha. not really like, ooh, yes, very well, after, flavorful. After I've, 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 given, I've given some uh, creamer to, uh, to Count Farchula. Uh-oh. That garlic gets me every time. No, it has no garlic in it. What do you- but it wouldn't do that because it's not dairy. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, All right, so that's the, I, I I vote no on nut pods, but of course, um, you know how I it could I, be I'm, delicious in it could yeah, be. You're but a little biased. I'm anti. I'm anti anti. I'm anti non dairy products. Yeah, you're you're biased. I, I would probably enjoy that. I should okay. just get that from you, by the way. <laughs> I will. I'll give it to you. Well, I put my lips on the outside, but I don't know if you want it now. Nah, I don't care. Okay. I just, <laughs> see, this is where it gets sexy between you and I, Esmeralda. Right. <laughs> My yeah. back washes in it. I'm like, ah, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, what? What happened? So, um, these mochis. <laughs> these mochis have kind of a... Um, <laughs> what happened? kind of melted. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, They're no. They're a little melty in the container. Oh, no. Okay. It's okay. I'll just, I'll just lick the... I'll, again, so sexy. I'll lick the plastic. <laughs> Get those sexy tickets, everybody. Tuesday, November 15th at Zanny's and Rose. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, what do you got? Is pum- that is pumpkin. Is it? <laughs> that is pumpkin. I mean, it's pumpkin. Oh, this is so gross now. Is it? Ew. Oh, it is. Cause- <laughs> what happened? What I mean, happened? Well, it melted. It's been sitting. Uh, I brought it from home, from the store. Oh, and it's been and sitting there since we were setting <laughs> everything up. Oh, God. <laughs> So now it's just goo. All right. See, they had ice cream. Oh. Uh, they had ice cream because I, I actually asked a guy. I was like, because he was setting up. When I walked in, he was setting up an end cap 
display mm-hmm. of pumpkin spice stuff. And I'm like, oh, exactly what I'm looking for. I go, cool. I go, is this all you have? And then the guy, because, you know, the guy was like. <laughs> he's probably like, you asshole. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. He was very cool. He was unlike if I was working at the Jewel. When somebody would ask me something, I'd be like, fuck right? off. But, uh, but no, he goes, yeah, we got ice cream, too. It's really good. And I'm like, oh, shit, I can't because I'm going to see two movies. And I don't want it to. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. This um, is good. So, I like it. It is. Um, mochi is a is a is a, a particular thing, I think. Right. Um, if you don't like chewy gummy things, you won't like mochi. Mm-hmm. Um, now is it, the pumpkin is the pumpkin yeah, spice? Yeah, the pumpkin is. Pumpkin. Is it very? Oh, oh, by the, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Before it's we very before, pumpkin. Before we continue, and that's so you're saying is, is that a yes? Is that a yes vote on that? Yeah, and it's nice. It's good. Okay. It's good. Oh, oh I forgot. This looks I, so disgusting. I forgot to. I forgot to 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 tell you this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked at my megaphone, and we oh. got a request. We got a request from a subscriber for me to say something into the megaphone, and I did, and I recorded. Oh, it. nice. I forgot about this. And I want to get it in here before we forget. Yeah, Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom subscribes to us. He's a big time listener. He loves us, um, and uh, he listens in upstate New York. And he requested, oh and, I, and I already recorded this. So if you, okay, if, by the on, way, if, let me, let me, um, I got to put this on a flat surface or it'll, um, <laughs> it'll melt everywhere. Okay. So here, right. let me, uh, you do that and I'll okay. do that. Okay, cool. So Esmeralda's going to take care of this stuff. Anyway, if you uh, are a fan of the podcast and you have a request, I have this goofy ass uh, megaphone that I've been uh, having fun with and I can record stuff into it and play it back on repeat especially any kind of special message that you would like recorded uh, on the uh, on the megaphone played back, uh, you can request that. Uh, again, uh, leave a voicemail at 773-417-6948. Anything you want me to say into the, into the goofy megaphone and play it back with all the weird sound and stuff, you can do that. So our first request for megaphone message is what we're calling it. If you want a megaphone message, 773-417-6948, or send me an email, which is what uh, Tom did. Tom sent an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Um, so this is, this is, Esmeralda, are you there? All right, she's yep. still fixing. Yes, you're there. Okay, so are you ready? This is what, for some reason, and there's a little explanation, this mm-hmm. is what Tom wanted me to record into the megaphone, this sentence. Are you ready? Okay. Please do not eat the pink chicken. Please do not eat so, the pink chicken. I don't know. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Not eat the pink chicken. So that's what he wanted me to so That is good not advice. Eat the pink chicken. So uh the story I guess behind please that do not Yeah, all right. Alright, okay. So so <laughs> You're really right. enunciated, by the way. <laughs> I want to make sure that people understand it. He says I was part of a rock band in my twenties and we were playing in a village at a village gathering. As the locals paraded on Main Street, I nonchalantly spoke that phrase into our PA. Uh, that phrase, he, po- he, 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 this, he said. Um, uh, did it, did it. Please do yeah. not eat the pink chicken. And the villagers, uh, the return. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, the looks that the villagers returned caused me. All right. Shut up. I turned it off. Um, and my stomach hurt for days, and I wish it was captured on video, so I thought it would be fun to hear that. So there you go, Tom. Congratulations. There it is. You know what? That's funny He's our because first one. right now um, there's a TikTok going around where a lady is pouring. Oh, that's Robitussin, though. She's 
requiring like cough well, they did, syrup or something. Well, no, they, they did NyQuil. It. Last month was NyQuil. They, they cooked mm. chicken in NyQuil. I don't know if they moved on to Robitussin. They cooked it in NyQuil. Last but month. then also there's this uh, lady selling this stuff called pink sauce. Mm-hmm. So it's all like combining. Look at that. It all I tied in. in my mind. Like it's all tying okay. in. And then okay. that's just good advice. Pink chicken is not nope, safe. No, it's not good. All okay. right. Should I try this salad? Yeah, please do. Salad. Let's hear Let's hear what your salad tastes like. Let me see. Okay, so it's a pumpkin spiced dressing, a Caesar. So I'm going to just try that. Okay. I still have some here. And this, again, is from Target. Mm-hmm. It's an entire chopped salad pumpkin spice kit. This doesn't taste like, it just tastes like Caesar dressing. Mm. No pumpkin spice element. No pumpkin spice, thank God. That's disappointing. Because that okay. sounds like it would No, it be sounds disgusting. Horrendous. That, yeah. But then there's cornbread pumpkin spice in here, so let's see. Okay. This is riveting podcast. This is so sexy, Esmeralda. I can't get over how sexy this is. <laughs> we really upped the sexiness this time. Certainly did. It's uh, I'm I'm chatting with Essie Smith, the sexy white chick. That's mm. what I'm that's what I'm <laughs> chatting. <laughs> you know what? Mm. This is good. Is it? It doesn't taste like pumpkin spice, though. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't. Okay. No, I don't get it. Mm, okay. I feel, and this could also be biased because I was eating all that pumpkin spice ice cream just now, but. Okay. I feel it. All like, right. there is a pumpkin spice hint, but it's not. Overpowering. Like, ew. Yeah. That's gross for a salad. Okay. It's nice. All right, so that's your. Right. That's now, I'm going to try Bobos. Okay, the oat mm, bites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are pumpkin spice oat bites, Bobos, and I'm okay. opening it up right now. And they're they're like little cupcakes. They're like, and oh, again, that th- sounds these, nice. They're like teeny cupcakes, but they're plant based. They're dairy free, right? Gluten free, so they're a bunch of shit. But anyway, well, um, some people can't eat dairy. I know, I know, and some people can't eat gluten. I know that. I'm, you, I'm aware. You turn of it. into Count Farchula sometimes. <laughs> wait, so. wait a second. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Okay, Bobo's oat bites, pumpkin spice. Okay. Here we go. Here I'm gonna go. I'm gonna eat the uh, my pumpkin spiced yogurt pretzels. All right, these are oh, these are really chewy, like really. Not good or bad. Bad. Um, okay. Mm, mm. I don't know. Oh man. Mm. Um. Oh. Well, I don't like these. What, what is that? The they're, pumpkin spice. Mm. The. They're pumpkin pretzels. Spice Pretzels are coated pretzels. Oh, or something like. Oh no. Okay. Well, they kind of taste waxy. Mm-hmm. And then the pumpkin is real strong. Okay, Oof. my Bobo Bobo's pumpkin spice oat bite. Um, this shit sticks to your teeth bad. Oh no. It's like really oh. chewy, and the oat, and there are like whole oats in there that stick to your teeth. Um, the taste, I will say, the taste good. is, it, the taste is good. The pumpkin spice oh. is good, but it's really too chewy and it's, and the, uh, and the whole oat things are unpleasant. The texture is unpleasant and it sticks to your goddamn teeth. So, Both. um, the, 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 the experience itself is not pleasant, although the taste is okay. The taste is okay. It's, it's pumpkin spicy and oaty, but it's just way too heavy. I mean, you could, these things... Like these are like little rocks. They're like little bricks you can throw through a window. Right. It's supposed so, to be energy. 
or whatever. No, no. Oh my god. Yeah, don't go to Target and buy these. Favorite day pumpkin spice pretzels. These are gross. Okay. They okay. taste like so they taste like pumpkin spice, but mm -hmm. it tastes like air freshener. It tastes oh. like how air freshener smells. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Okay. And they taste a little waxy. Oh lord. Mm. No, these are not I not mean, good. if you want to try. <laughs> You might like it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, let me take a bite of the Lara Bar. Yeah, no okay. Those are no good. The Lara Bar original real fruit nut bar. No sugar. Okay. No good source of fiber. Plant-based. Gluten-free. Dairy-free. Right. I'm going to my yogurt. Pumpkin spice pie. Okay. And I'll take a bite of the Lara Bar. So these are... Okay. Those so this is... bad. I think I've had those before. These are like... No. Nah, I mean, I've had these before. They're... they're all right. It's going to be very chewy. Aren't they like for ladies or something? They're... um. They're like focused towards ladies. Well, it's it's the it's the texture of those kind of the power bar that, that has kind of that sticky outside. You know, it's sticky. Yeah, a little bit sticky. Um, how is it? Um, oh, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> um, I mean, it tastes like one of those power. It's one of those sticky kind of chewy power bar things. Um, oh, maybe I don't like pumpkin spice. <laughs> maybe you don't. <laughs> Uh, oh. I think maybe we discovered that you're not, you are so clear. Well, you're not, you're not a white girl, Esmeralda. That's probably what right. it comes down to. <laughs> maybe I just don't like pumpkin spice because this, I'm, oh, this Chobani, it's also zero sugar, but that's usually not, a, that's not too bad. No. But pumpkin is just like, ooh. Okay. Well, you, I, okay. I think what we're discovering, Esmeralda, is you don't like pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. One last thing. Okay. Yeah, then my dad's going to tell same, a joke. Same taste as those pretzels, like that. Yeah, that's what pumpkin spice like is. Air freshener. Okay, I think flavor. I think you're I think you're discovering what pumpkin spice tastes. Yeah, like. I think I don't like it. You don't like it. All right, let me try this real quick before my dad comes in and tells a joke. Oof. Okay. Maddie and May's fancy popcorn vanilla All pumpkin right. spice, naturally flavored popcorn, by Maddie that and May's. Nice. That All sounds right. like. It's well, you're not going to like it because there's pumpkin spice. All right, let's see. But I feel like the vanilla will help. All right. How is it? Um. <laughs> um. No, I. Well, I like this too. Um. Oh. I, uh, the vanilla is really you can it, you can really taste the vanilla, and then there's a hint on mm. the back end of pumpkin spice. This is really good too. Okay, here's what we discovered, Esmeralda. Mm. I am very white, and you're not. <laughs> Yeah, because I like the Dunkins, but those taste like graham crackers, and then the salad was good. The pumpkin, so the the mochis tasted yeah. like pumpkin pie, right? Okay. And I think, and these other ones are like straight up just pumpkin. Pumpkin spice, spice is very strong, spice. Esmeralda. It is okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I would I would rate the 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 bo the bobos uh, things are like little bricks that are too chewy. Um, mm -hmm. the the Lara Bar pumpkin uh, spice. How was thing? the the flavor though? The uh, for of the Bobos, mm -hmm. it's okay, but it's a very unpleasant because it sticks to your teeth. It's too chewy. There's too much oats, so I'd say mm, no on okay. that. The Lara Bar, the pumpkin one, and, and it's it's again one of these little teeny, you know, tight little damp little uh, bars that you, that energy bars, and it tastes <laughs> like that. So sexy. Uh, but, but I was so sexy. <laughs> it's so sexy. Get your sexy tickets now. Uh, but I would say that the 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 popcorn was quite tasty. The and but I gotta say, three wishes, uh, grain free pumpkin spice cereal kicks mass. Oh, so, 
it. <laughs> Are you all right? I just, I tried that Chobani again. Did yeah. not like it. Okay. By the way, so on the list of that Pure Wow, um, yeah. just real quick, at Target, they had, um, they have a pumpkin Nusa yogurt, which is, uh, they say it's good. Uh-huh. Also, they had um, the Twinkies, the pumpkin spice Twinkies. Right, I tried those. At, Oh, you did? Did you like yeah, I did. them? Yeah, last year I tried them. I liked them, yeah. I guess I like, oh, I, I, I guess like I like, I like pumpkin spice. <laughs> well, I don't like Twinkies, really, because they yeah. kind of taste banana-y. Yeah. And I just, for some reason, I don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had the um the cupcakes, the Hostess cupcakes Yeah. in a pumpkin spice, but I didn't get them. I, got I didn't the, try those. The, my dad, when I was over at my parents' house, instead. when I was at, at my parents' house over the weekend, my dad had those. He had the pumpkin spice um, uh, cupcakes. I did not try them. Oh, okay. So, anyway. All right. Um, my dad, speaking so, of yeah. my dad, I got to get him in here and tell a joke. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Hi I'm Carrie Russell, yeah. All right, and Carrie. I love Nick's show. I know you do. All right. Oh, it's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. What I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tell a joke. Oh, yes! Here we go! All right. My dad uh, stops by every Tuesday and tells a joke. Esmeralda, are you ready? Yeah. I think my dad's ready, too. I used to be quite the athlete. Big chest, hard stomach. It's all behind me now. Oh, jeez. That was jokey, jokey, jokey right. time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. And he'll do it again. And he'll do it live, by the way, at St. and Rosemont yeah. on Tuesday, November 15th. Maybe so it'll be a... It'll be sexy a sexy joke. joke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. All right. Well, let's see. Please do not eat. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. That's great. Well, I love that. <laughs> hey, if uh, if you want another, if you want a, a, a megaphone message, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. Email it to us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com, 773-417-6948. My thanks to Jason Skaggs. Please rate and review us on every platform, radiomisfits.com. Advertise with us at sales at radiomisfits.com uh, is where you can reach out for that. Next time, uh, Eric Childress and Steve Procopi are going to join me. We're going to talk about some of the great movies that you can see at the Chicago International Film Festival, which opens tomorrow. Uh, and uh, and uh, we will review some other stuff as well. Uh, Esmeralda, always a pleasure. You rule. And we've discovered that you're not a big fan of pumpkin spice because you <laughs> clearly are not white. <sighs> No. <laughs> yeah, this settles it. That settles it. In case, in case we were ever wondering if Esmeralda was not white, if she was white, we, that that mystery's been solved. All right, all right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll we'll, we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast Radio Misfits uh, Podcast Network. <laughs>